besties. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Girl Podcast. I'm so excited for this episode because it's been highly requested. I feel like there's this misconception out there that eating vegan, eating plant-based, even just eating healthy is super expensive, and it really doesn't have to be. And I have the ultimate expert on the podcast today, my friend Tony. She is the expert in eating healthy and eating vegan on a budget. And we talk about Tony's inspiring story. We talk about all of her secrets to shopping on a budget, how to eat healthy and vegan on a budget, tips, tricks, and hacks for saving money when trying to eat plant-based, and so much more. Tony Akamoto is the founder of Plant-Based on a Budget, the popular website and meal plan that shows you how to save money by eating veggies. She's an author of multiple cookbooks. My favorite of her cookbooks is the Plant-Based on a Budget cookbook. She's a podcast host, and she was also featured in the popular Netflix documentary, What the Health?, When she's not cooking up a plant-based storm, she's spending time with her husband in Sacramento, California. So I'm, I'm really excited because Tony, I think this is actually one of my favorite episodes. I even learned a lot. Um, Tony was teaching me all about like the tips and tricks of couponing and like downloading apps for your grocery store and they have like secret coupons for healthy items. Um, she was just teaching me about like how to, how to make your produce last longer, how to, um, you know, how to buy things strategically so that things stay good in your fridge for long. Just so many tips that like I, I really learned for the first time. And because I learned so much, I think you guys are going to learn a ton too. Before we hear from Tony, I just wanted to talk about something I've been so excited to share with you all. I talked about it a little bit the last podcast and kind of teased it, but now I can actually share a lot more information with you. I think last time, all I could tell you was that I was coming out with a secret vegan gluten-free product with a brand that I am obsessed with, but I couldn't tell you exactly what it was or who the brand was. But now I can tell you that I am partnering with Gonanas, and Gonanas is an incredible women-owned, vegan, gluten-free banana bread company. And I actually went to school growing up with one of the uh, founders of the company, Annie, and her other co-founder, Morgan. She's so sweet. They're both just successful, young, smart, driven women who've created this amazing company. But I went to school with Annie, one of the co-founders, and I think it's so just meant to be that later in life we've come together and we put our heads together and we are collaborating on this amazing banana bread together. I actually was the one who approached Annie and told her that I think it would be amazing if there was a healthy girl flavor of their banana bread and they were so excited and so immediately we kind of jumped into action and for the past few months we've just been brainstorming, recipe testing, going through many, many, many iterations of the the banana bread to make it absolutely perfect for you guys. When I had the first official meeting with Gonanas, they asked me what I wanted my flavor to be and I told them whatever it is, it has to be chocolate because I'm such a chocolate gal that I knew it had to be this like chocolate heaven, chocolate, like indulgent melt in your mouth. And my, one of my favorite desserts is a brownie. So I told them that I love brownies. I love like a fudge brownie and they're like, well, why don't we do 
a brown a fudge brownie banana bread and that kind of led to creating a full line of brownie flavored banana bread so we don't just have one flavor coming out together there are three flavors in this collab first is a fudge brownie banana bread which is my personal favorite there's a caramel brownie banana bread which is just amazing. If you love chocolate, but you also like a little bit of caramel, this is like the perfect one for you. I would say the fudge brownie is like more chocolatey, more like a a rich brownie, and the caramel's a little lighter because it has that caramel in it. And then there's a a brownie batter instant mug cake that you can just like pour into a mug with one banana, mash it up, and microwave it, and you have like an instant vegan gluten-free dessert that taste incredible. I cannot wait for you guys to try them. First of all, they're again, completely plant-based. They're made with super clean ingredients like oat flour. So it's completely gluten-free. It's nut-free and completely allergen friendly. So if you're nut-free or if like, I don't know if you have kids who go to school and they can't bring nuts or like whatever the situation is. I know it's hard to find products that are nut-free and this is completely nut-free, made in a nut-free facility. Um, again, like because it's vegan, no eggs, no dairy, but it tastes like heaven. You would never know that they're vegan and gluten-free, I promise you. They are the most delicious banana breads I have ever had in my life. You can make them into banana bread loaves or you can make them into muffins. And or you could like what I like to do, I'll even make it in a cake pan and like make it into a cake. Um really you can just put it into any pan that you want. It they're incredible. And when you take banana bread, which is like such a good dessert already, and you mix it with brownie, you just get the perfect love child of desserts. So I cannot wait for you to get them. If you're wondering how you can buy them and try them, I know, well, they ship to the U.S. for sure, and they ship to some locations in Canada. So you'll have to check to see if they ship to your zip code in Canada. But it is officially dropping Sunday, this Sunday, June 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So mark your calendars, my friends, because... At that time, you'll be able to buy a Go Nana's and Healthy Girl special collaboration brownie mix. And I, I'm so, so excited. Um, you can get on the wait list. I'm actually going to put that in the show notes, but you can get on the wait list so that you get a text when it drops. And just look out for my Instagram stories because I'm going to be posting where to get it. Um, you're going to be able to buy it on the Go Nana's website and order it through e-commerce. You don't have to go to the store or anything. And yeah, I've just, this is like the first co-branded product I've ever come out with. And I'm, I'm honored to come out with a product with a company that's women owned and so, so innovative in the plant-based space. And I'm just so excited for you guys to get your hands on it because I know you're going to love it. A lot, a lot of love and time has gone into this and a lot of thought. So Let's uh let's let's talk to Tony. I think we're ready. Hi Tony, welcome to the Healthy Girl podcast. Danielle, thank you so much for having me. I am a huge fan of yours and it's an honor to be here. Oh my god, get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm serious. <laughs> oh my god. You guys, Tony and I have been friends now for I don't know, what would you say? When was like the first time? Well, I guess we went out to dinner when she was in town in West Palm. What was that, like a year ago? 
About. It was in the summer of last year. And I will say Danielle and her husband, Ari, are the real MVPs because not only did they go to dinner (laughs) with me, but they also went with my in-laws who are, um, they're very, very nice, but yeah, they're, they're just very nice. But sometimes they have big personalities. And so I was a little bit cautious about how it's going to yeah, go because no. I, I had never met Danielle and you're amazing. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I love hanging out with parents, gr- people's grandparents. I always like when I went to my friend's houses growing up, I would always just like hang out with their moms. They'd be like, hey, like I thought we were like supposed to have a play date. I'm like, I'm hanging with your mom. So I did not <laughs> mind at all having dinner with your in-laws. So so yeah, we've been friends now for a little while and I'm so excited to have you on because you specialize in plant-based on a budget, which is your entire brand and something that you've built from personal experience. So I want to talk about your story. I want to give everyone the secrets to eating vegan, plant-based on a budget and eating healthy on a budget. Um, But I want to start with your journey and where you kind of started. When did you first become vegan? My journey was long and slow and gradual. And I honestly don't think I could have done it another way. Uh, the times where I tried to go vegan overnight, I ultimately failed <laughs> immediately. And so what ended up happening was the the whole genesis of the story was when I was in uh, in high school, I ran track. I was about 16 years old and my coach was concerned that I was getting sick all the time. I was running and then I was getting sick to my stomach um, in front of everybody. It's super embarrassing. And he asked me, what are you eating? And I thought, that's a weird question. I'm going to Taco Bell on my lunch break and eating two beef tacos and a bean burrito. And he was like, okay, well, don't do that. Uh, Let's try to cut you back on all fast food and on red meat. And I had never, ever thought about food being anything more than something that's tasty and that's going to fill my hungry belly. I'd never thought about food as fuel to have me be a good athlete. And so this was like mind-blowing. And it also was hard on my family for me to cut back on red meat. They were like, God has forsaken us. What did we do to deserve this hippie child who doesn't eat red meat? And it was like, it was like a huge thing. So it was, it was slow. But after I moved out of my family's house around 18, I became vegetarian-ish. And I say vegetarian-ish because I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, I still ate cheese pizza or pizza that had pepperonis that I picked off and called it cheese pizza or um, noodle soup, vegetable noodle soup with chicken broth. And I, I didn't put the two together. Uh, and it wasn't until I was about 20 years old and in a community college that I joined a veg club. And I joined the veg club because it was extra credit in an ethics class where one third of the class was animal ethics. So I went for extra credit and I was really moved by how there were other people like me who had all kinds of challenges, cultural, um, not a lot of money, students, and they were making it work 
as vegans. So I thought if they could do it, I can do it. And so I started slowly um, incorporating more vegan foods into my diet and letting go of first dairy milk, then dairy ice cream, then um, all of the other things along the way and became full vegan at 20. Okay, you became full vegan at 20. And can you mm-hmm. can you explain your cultural background to everyone so that they understand? I am Japanese and Mexican, but when my grandparents got married, my grandpa was disowned by his family for marrying a Mexican woman. And so I, I identify as culturally Mexican because that's the culture I grew up in. I didn't have very many Japanese influences besides my grandpa. Okay. Yeah. And I could see how, I could see how, you know, coming from that background, it it must've been hard for your parents to watch you not eat meat because that is a part of so many cultural dishes, right? Yes. And also in many cultures, not just Mexican, uh, food sharing is a sign of love and, um, celebration. And I know that even for me as, as a vegan, when I, um, have a guest over, or if it's someone's birthday, it really makes me happy to share food with them and to cook for them and to feed them. And, uh, it, it makes me feel closer. So I think that that is ingrained in me from my cultural experiences. A hundred percent, even growing up in a Jewish culture, and your husband is Jewish, so you've now been experiencing that since you've been married to him. But growing up in a Jewish household, every Jewish holiday has some kind of meat. We have chicken soup with matzo balls, and matzo balls have eggs in them. Brisket, my mom always made brisket on all different kinds of Jewish holidays. And so that was even hard for me uh, shifting to a plant-based diet because so many of the holidays were centered around animal products and dishes, including animal products and learning how to transition and learning how to make food for the holidays or food for gatherings without animal products was a little bit of a challenge, but it made me realize it really isn't about the meat. It's just about like memories you make with other people and sharing food and and the food doesn't have to have animal products to taste good or to be amazing. And you don't have to have meat in a meal to share with other people. That's right. And I believe that ultimately it be, it comes down to good food. If I am bringing something that tastes familiar and it has a similar texture and and one thing I'm I'm thinking of off the top of my head is when my parents come over for breakfast, I would always feed them soy riso instead of chorizo because it it brought them the same um, mouth feel and dining experience and now they've on their own swapped to only eating soy riso and it sounds so little but i never thought my parents would embrace anything vegetarian i told you what it was like when i just stopped eating red meat i thought there's no way ever in my life i'm just going to eat pasta and and sauce when i'm at their house Uh, and now they they always have soy riso and potatoes and um, try really hard to accommodate me. It's been it's been about 15 years now, but uh, I really appreciate every small step that they take. So what would your advice be to someone who, let's say that they're kind of starting their plant-based journey and they're also maybe trying to navigate 
uh, those relationships with their parents, maybe their grandparents, people in their family, because it can be sensitive because as you said, like food is love, food is a, a deep part of people's cultures. How do you go about navigating that at first? I would say be gentle and show grace. Not everyone understands right away. And I've found in my own personal experience that the the kinder and friendlier I am, the more they want to know and the more they want to accommodate me. I've tried different approaches, especially when I was a, a staunch young animal rights activist. Uh, I, I have found that just being friendly and available to people who want to know the, the information will take you really far in the end. And I'm surprised by how many people in my life are were serious self-identified carnivores for life uh, who have come around, they watched a documentary, they watched Game Changers or, or What the Health, and now have changed their life lives forever. And I think that that's so cool. So be patient. I agree with you. I think I too, when I first went vegan, was very passionate about the animals and just, I had a little bit more of a, I don't, I wouldn't use the word aggressive, but I've definitely become more gentle with my approach because that really is what works at the end of the day. And I've learned that even though you, you know, you've might have, you might've had this like enlightening and, and feeling within yourself that you want to be vegan, other people around you might not be there yet. So you have to understand that they're, they haven't felt the same feelings as you and they're not maybe there yet. So I agree with you that being, being gentle goes a long way. And I think it also depends on your age too. Like if you're older and out of the house, um, obviously you can make your own choices. And then it's like, maybe just when like you're visiting that you kind of have to navigate that. But if you're still living at home, I think maybe it could be a little harder. Do you have advice for someone who's maybe still living with their parents? I I would say that sharing your truth and why something is really important to you in a way that is non-judgmental to them and that is coming from your heart and and for me it would I would say something like I I learned about the animals and how they're being treated in the dairy industry, for example. And it, and it really pains me to know that. And I don't want to eat any dairy products anymore. And, and I have found for the most part that they'll at least have some soy milk in the house for you. Uh, I know that that's how it was when I stopped eating red meat and then, um, and then I became an ethical vegetarian while I was still living with my parents. Uh, and they didn't love it, but they would at least have something for me to make myself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be hard, but I feel like with time comes more understanding. And the more you explain in a gentle way and the more you, you know, you can bring your parents resources. I used to do that all the time. I mean, my parents were really supportive of me, but I would always like say, hey, like want to watch this documentary with me and they would watch it. And um, I remember, I think my mom ended up watching Forks Over Knives or one of those documentaries and she ended up going plant-based too. So definitely, definitely work on educating your parents as well. Like if they're, I think a lot of parents are worried too about their kids getting enough protein. 
You know, so if you can say, hey, like, I know you're worried about me getting enough protein. Did you know that tofu has 14 grams of serving or, or whatever it is? And then you can kind of help, you know, educate them and, and give them some fun, informative facts along the way. That's so funny that you mentioned uh, how you had your, your mom watch some documentaries. I did the same thing and I would do it in lieu of birthday gifts. I wanted my family to watch a documentary and eat a vegan meal with me. And I, I think because that's what I wanted for my birthday, everyone was like, okay, we're gonna do this. Uh, and then they, they'd got something, they, they could apply to their lives afterward, which was cool. I love that. You're like, I really, you're like, I'm not asking too much. Please just watch this documentary <laughs> with me and eat yes. some tofu with me. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Um, I want to get into really what you preach and what your books are all about and, you know, the plant-based on a budget queen, <laughs> Tony. So... Can you kind of, can you paint the picture of how you, how you became an expert in eating plant-based on a budget? As you mentioned in the beginning, it was really out of necessity. At the time I became vegan, I did not have a lot of money. I was living, I think at that time I was living in a, in a bedroom with two other people. And uh, I had multiple jobs. I didn't have a car. I've ha I experienced a lot of the the obstacles that people um, are concerned about when making this decision. And I wanted to share that you could still have those obstacles and be plant-based. And it was primarily for my family. When I say those people, I mean my family. They were constantly... Um, they were telling me that it was it was for fancy people or that they don't shop at Whole Foods. And meanwhile, they were experiencing some really severe diet-related health issues like type 2 diabetes, heart attacks. Um, my grandpa died of a triple bypass surgery after two heart attacks. And it, it was really, really dire for a lifestyle change to be made. And, and I felt like there are so many people who feel sentenced to poor health due to their financial circumstances. And that made me incredibly sad. And at the time I, I really identified as an activist. And so this was a form of activism for me to compile recipes of, of mine, of my friends, and then to put them online for, for free for people to learn how to continue shopping at the same grocery stores with their same budget or less and be plant-based. And there are so many misconceptions that eating vegan is super expensive, and it can be. So can you can you kind of explain what foods people should be buying to keep their grocery bill low? Yes. And the, as I've done this, I've now been doing plant-based on a budget for 10 years. I've learned that people have different budgets. Um, and some people have more time than money and some people have more money and and no time and and they could still be on a budget financially but they have three jobs and four kids and um, very little time and so it looks different for each family but i 
I know I sound so cliche, but I literally love beans and rice and can eat them all day. And you can do a million things with them. Of, of course, I love Mexican food because that's what I grew up with. And so I lean toward eating Mexican food a lot and it's incredibly affordable. I can make corn tortillas for cents. You can buy a bag of corn flour and use some water and press it and you have corn tortillas. You can have a whole bag of beans. Um, they're about a dollar and 48 cents at um, Walmart for two pounds and they triple in size. Then you can buy some rice, um, probably about $1.28 per pound at Walmart and you have a whole meal as a, you have the, the whole foundation of a meal. Um, add some produce like chopped tomatoes and lettuce or cilantro and diced onion, all of which are affordable. And and that, that sounds like my ideal meal. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's like how I eat, honestly. I feel like the key really is sticking to whole plant-based foods. Like if you're buying beans and rice, that's a lot cheaper than going into the frozen section and buying $9 Kite Hill ravioli. You know, like <laughs> that, there are so many, there, there are fancy, there are fancy vegan products. I see them all the time at Whole Foods. I've tried them. I love them. But if you are trying to stay on a budget, you know, there are compromises, you know, but, but still I don't, I don't view the meal of beans and rice as a compromise because it's delicious. As you said, you add mm -hmm. tomato and lettuce. You can make like a homemade cashew sour cream. You can do salsa, which is like, I found the other day salsa, vegan salsa at the dollar store for a dollar. And, yeah. um, that's just such, such an easy meal. Um, what would you recommend for breakfast? Oats are uh, the cheapest and they're also very versatile. The cheapest things to add, you can buy frozen um, berries from Dollar Tree. Uh, you can buy sunflower seeds. That's gonna be the cheapest seed. Do make sure when you're using sunflower seeds, because I use them all the time, that you're looking for raw sunflower seeds and not the shelled version. When I was recipe testing for Plant-Based on a Budget Cookbook, someone who was very new to sunflower seeds made a sunflower seed pesto using the shells. And so now I always have to tell people, get the kind with no shells. And uh, and so um, you could use any seed butter, nut butter, uh, overnight oats or on the stovetop. They're, they're just incredibly versatile and you can do savory or sweet. And, and that's my go-to cheapest, healthiest, most filling breakfast. So what I kind of want to go back a little. We'll get back to this stuff, but like what kind of meals were you making when you when you were eating on a budget due to necessity? What how did you get creative? Can you explain those meals? Yes, and not everyone can do this, but maybe if you're if you're in college or if you live in a group housing situation or have roommates, this works better, but I used to host this this night at my house called Womanly Wednesday. And it started with only women, girlfriends catching up and watching a, a romantic comedy. Uh, but then everybody was invited and everyone would bring ingredients that I assigned to them. And we would make huge batches of meals together. And I would, um, at the time I was going to the library and checking out cookbooks um, and 
printing a recipe that looked good and that could feed 20 people. And we would batch cook these like giant meals and then have leftovers for a really long time. Uh, so that's how I used to get creative and try new things that I couldn't afford on my own. Um, and when I was eating by myself, I, <laughs> I actually was talking about uh, talking to this to you already, but I can make a hundred different meals with top ramen noodles. It was a staple. I did things like put um, a homemade peanut sauce on them with some vegetables and make it more into a stir fry and not use the seasoning packet. Or you can use it as crumbles on um, like raw crumbles on a salad. Or you can, they're just, the varieties are endless and they're only about 30 cents at the grocery store to buy an instant ramen packet. So that's something I got very creative with. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I feel like there are so many things you could do. You could make like, I mean, as you said, you don't need to use the seasoning packet. You could just use the noodles and get veggie broth and make like a yummy soup, like add like even some tofu in there and have like a tofu ramen mm. veggie broth soup. Like that would be super good. Um, I kind of... I understand the whole getting creative thing in college. I I mean, my roommate thought I was nuts. I was like microwaving sweet potatoes in my dorm. I would microwave rice packets, like the dollar rice packets. Um, I just tried to keep a bowl of like cheap fruit, like apples, bananas, oranges. And I, I hate for really cheap. And um, I mean, I liter in college, I literally had no money. I so I understand, I understand where you're coming from, but it is, it is possible. You, you don't need to be spending hundreds of dollars a week on food when you are smart about it and know how to put meals together. I, you know, it might take some practice, but I feel like if you have like your core meals, like, like you said, doing oats for breakfast and you know you can do that a million different ways and get creative, you can make beans and rice into so many different ways. What would you say um, is a good lunch option or maybe, maybe three lunch ideas that are, um, that are cheap and easy. Honestly, I think the best thing to do is to batch cook your dinners. So make a double batch of your dinner and eat them for leftovers so that you have a really full meal and you can do a side salad, um, that's thrown together really quickly. If you want something that's a little bit fresher alongside your, curry or your chili that you bring from dinner but that's the best way i found to meal meal plan meal prep is to batch cook those dinners so that you're only doing the cooking once and that you're eating two full meals uh with with your labor you're saying just like make dinner but then make extra so that you can eat it for lunch the next day Exactly, exactly. So the way I meal prep and the way I've designed um, the plant-based on a budget meal plans is that I have four entrees cooked and you eat each of them three times and then I do two salads in a week and then um, for, for breakfast it's oats and smoothies. And that, if you're shopping really smart, you can get about $30 for the week's worth of food. For how many people? one. Okay. So it's, that's, it's, that's pretty uh, good. about a dollar fifty per meal. Yeah. In college, I'm trying to think, I think I spent like 
My goal was $40 a week for myself when I was nice. in college, which, yeah, pretty good. That's good. And yeah, what would you suggest like a certain kind of grocery store to people? I've surveyed my audience and they primarily, the, the majority primarily shop at Walmart. And I think it's because it's available in so many places. Even if you live in a rural town, there's a Walmart nearby. And so I think that that's why, but I personally shop at Sprouts. I'm not sure if you have that where you live, but- um, Yep, I, I love Sprouts. Sprouts has several things that I really like. One, high quality produce. Two, double ad Wednesdays where you get the best of both uh, sales the week before and the week after. Both of the sales overlap on Wednesdays. Plus they have a really great coupon um, section of their app, which saves me tons of money all the time. And sometimes they even put in some free things. Uh, so you can get, you can try a, a cool new free vegan product that a company has some marketing budget behind and they just want people to give it a try. So uh, Sprouts is my personal favorite, but I also love um, some big box stores. We have one called Winco that has an amazing, amazing bulk section. And that's where I save the most of my money is shopping in bulk and buying only what I need. I personally think about bulk in the opposite way of normal people. It's because my, it's only me and my husband. I only want what we're going to use and I don't have the space to store like 10 pounds of one thing. So, uh, bulk, I, I use, uh, I use it to purchase small quantities instead of large quantities, and it saves me money that way because we don't need so much food. That makes sense. And then what do you do? You just put it in like jars when you get home or containers? Yep. Uh, we put it in jars or whatever whatever uh, Tupperware we have available. And earlier you said shopping smart, uh, and I wanted to go back to that because I think that that's so important when thinking about how to be plant-based on a budget. I think it all starts at the grocery store. And I know that when I go to the grocery store hungry and without a plan, I'm putting all this random stuff into my cart. I'm putting things that don't match into a meal. I have uh, peanut butter with no jelly, pasta with no sauce. I just have all these things that I'm like, ooh, that looks good. Uh, and, and so shopping smart and with intention saves so much money and then also not being caught up in the marketing i don't want to say schemes the marketing tactics the marketing tactics of the grocery store of paid placement and of um things that look shiny and beautiful but maybe more expensive and so i recommend to people to go to the actual aisle if on your grocery list you have tomato sauce and right when you walk in, you see Hunt's tomato sauce on sale, $1. Uh, still pass that sale sign and go to the tomato sauce section because likely the store brand is gonna be cheaper and likely that was paid placement. And it, it's really interesting when you think about it, they have um, more expensive things at eye level. And if you look around, maybe at the bottom, you could find a better deal possibly. I love that. Yeah, such great tips. I like what you said there about looking for the store brand. I think that's like a very, very important 
thing to look out for because I always notice the store brand, just like if you were to go to CVS and you're getting like the CVS brand versus like NyQuil or something, it's always going to be cheaper and it's most likely the same ingredients. It's just not marked up because it's not the brand name. That is a great tip. And tell me if you agree. I think a lot of people hate on Whole Foods. However, if you buy the 365 Whole Foods brand, everything's actually super affordable. Like the Whole Foods brand beans are 99 cents a can. That's like the same price that I see at Walmart here, at least in Florida. Um, Their bulk section is like very inexpensive. Again, rice for like a dollar, two dollars a pound, quinoa for three dollars a pound. So it's really just about like within the store knowing tips and tricks. Um, But yeah, I think looking out for the, the store brand can save a lot of money. You are definitely right. Michelle and I, uh, Michelle is my my business partner and uh, dear friend who runs the website World of Vegan. She and I did the same meal plan, the plant-based on a budget meal plan, and she shopped for only organic food at Whole Foods and I shopped at Walmart on the East Coast. And uh, she was, I think she only spent $15 more than me for the week shopping we're, we're buying the same stuff but hers is all organic and um and from whole foods and I, I was really shocked by how she was able to get the same exact ingredients for not that much more money i think we have in our heads that it's whole paycheck but there are things that you can buy there that uh still give you a good balance of of nutrition that are filling and affordable Yeah. And of course, Whole Foods has like fun, fancy products. And if that's the bulk of what you're getting, like I mentioned before, if you're getting the eight, nine dollar Kite Hill vegan ravioli and you're getting the, I don't know, like the there's like this twenty dollar vegan roast. And like if you're getting all of those things, your grocery bill is going to add up really quickly. But I think it's also about balance. Like if you're getting the beans and the rice and the oats and then you're treating yourself with the Kite Hill ravioli then that's a great way to balance out what you're spending. I love that you say treating yourself because I think that that is a budget tip right there. I know that I have a sweet tooth and it's important for me to have some chocolate or some something that is um, going to satisfy that sweet tooth. And so when you're on a budget, don't feel like you have to be totally restricted. You can budget in something that's a splurge and that will save you from taking a quick trip to the ice cream shop during the work week because you feel like, oh, I need a dessert. Uh, So ultimately it can save you money to have that storage item. What's your favorite um, dessert that's budget friendly? I have been loving this. It it requires you to have pantry staples, um, but I've been loving either making a chocolate bark with some nuts and dried fruit and some seeds in it, or um, I've been liking these Ritz crackers with filled with peanut butter and dipped in chocolate with crushed peanuts on them. Oh my gosh, they're so good. It's like the perfect amount of sweet and salty. So good. And that you sounds can, amazing. You can batch them and... Um, use them for meal prep. So if you have kids and you want to include a little dessert in their lunch boxes, they're really good to make for the week and stick one in there every day. 
That sounds so good. Wait, so you take, wait, first of all, I didn't know Ritz crackers were vegan. Yep. You can use Ritz crackers or late July. Both of those have the vegan Ritz cracker style. And, uh, and, and then you're going to take one spread peanut butter on it, then put another one on there and then dip it in chocolate. And you can either make it cute with like some sprinkles or some coconut shreds, or you can put some crushed nuts like peanuts. Yum. That's right. I'm such a peanut butter and chocolate girl. Oh, me too. Me too. That sounds so good. So you talked about pantry staples for a second, which I think Mm -hmm. is important to highlight when you're grocery shopping. So can you kind of talk about because I feel like when people talk to me, when they first go plant-based, they're like, oh my God, my grocery bill was so high. And I'm like, look, you were buying pantry staples that you're not going to have to buy again for a really long time. And when you go back to the store, it's more maintenance. But can can you talk a little bit about like the first time you shop and maybe getting those pantry staples? Yes. Again, this looks a little bit different if you have more time or more money. Uh, if you have more time, then I would buy dried beans and lentils and rice. And um, I know quinoa is a little bit more expensive than rice, but I love quinoa and I love it especially because it is affordable and it can be cooked quickly in the pressure cooker. It's a five minute pressure cooker cook and a 20 minute on the stove top. So it's really um, quick to to put together and it's a complete protein. So a bang for its buck. Uh, and then I also love frozen produce. Um, and that is for the working person who doesn't have time to keep, or, or the busy person, the busy person who doesn't have time to keep track of all of what's in, in the refrigerator about to expire. And, um, I know food waste is a huge, huge issue. So I love having a lot of frozen produce to rely on uh, and then if you have less time and more of a, a food budget, a food, food budget, um, I would buy canned beans, uh, frozen products like the frozen rice you were talking about and having those staples that you can quickly throw a meal together is like life changing during the work week and it makes it so easy to have, um, a healthy meal and to set yourself up for success long-term. And, and if you do have more time, you can still have that same experience by cooking from scratch. You can freeze your own packets of rice and quinoa and beans and have those available during the work week already cooked for you just to throw in the microwave. I love that. And also what I'm hearing from you is that So at this point in your life, like you're super successful, you have a huge business, you've done really well for yourself, but you still use coupons and you still are looking for great deals and you're still using the tips that you've learned along the way, even though you don't necessarily need to be on the budget that you were on uh, years ago when it was out of necessity. So I think that that's really important to highlight because even for me, like I, you know, I obviously, I have a job now. I make more money than I did in college. Um, There would be an issue if I wasn't. Um, But I think this is even a good reminder for me to like, like I go to Sprouts 
all the time, maybe even like three times a week. And I never, I've never looked at the app. I've never, I didn't know they had coupons. I had no idea. I knew they had the double ad Wednesdays, but I, I had no clue about the coupons. So I think that whether you need to be on a low budget or you don't, this in the end will still save you money. Yes, exactly. And there are so many things like if you do have money, there are so many things that you can be saving for. You can want to go on a vacation. You can want to take your family out to dinner or buy a house or like there are so many other ways we can spend money. And I don't think that we should sacrifice in the food department and by shopping in a smart way, you don't have to. And, and so Another thing is that I have found that wanting to save money is universal. It is something that we all share in common. Nobody wants to spend more than they have to uh, on anything. I know that personally, when I see that I've spent more than I need to, I like my heart breaks a little bit inside and I'm like, no, drop to my knees, really dramatic. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. and. I mean, learning how to budget and learning how to budget like different areas of your life. Um, And again, just because you have money doesn't mean that you need to spend it all or not be careful about it and not be conscious of how much you're spending. I think it's really smart to be aware of your spending habits. And if you can save hundreds of dollars with all these tips that you have in the grocery store, you know, again, you can put that towards something else, a vacation, a house that you're maybe saving up for, clothes that you want to buy, and it can be reallocated in other places. So I think your tips are useful for everyone, not just someone who needs to be on a budget. Thank you. Thank you. I, I am still my father's daughter and will hold the line up at the grocery store if needed. And I have a, a line in the plant based on a budget cookbook that talks about this. I, I don't know if it's a sh- if shame is the right word, but it's this embarrassment that we feel to want to save money. I remember being young and, and needing to shop at the thrift store with my mom. And I saw a friend there and I literally hid in the racks. I was like, so embarrassed to be seen at the thrift store. And I think that we still carry that within us. So many people still carry that within us that if something is rung up at the register at a little bit too expensive, that we have a pause to correct it or to have them go walk all the way to the aisle to do a price check for you and to hold up the whole line. Uh, But my dad, I remember being so embarrassed. He would always say, I was like, dad, the line is so long, please don't do this. And he's like, these two people don't pay my bills. And uh, and so now I always say like, channel your inner George Okamoto and remember these people do not pay your bills. And if you need to save that dollar, you have the permission to go save that dollar. Oh my God, I... <laughs> So I'm kind of this way, but at CVS, like I have to use my CVS coupons because they send every day 20%, 30%, $2 off toothpaste. Like, And then I save <laughs> all of them. And I, I extreme coupon my CVS order because uh, toiletries are so expensive. I literally, like the other day we went, got like razor, shaving cream, like body wash. It's like over $100. I'm like, since when are toiletries so expensive? And then I extremed 
couponed everything and it took like $50 off. And, um, but like we held up the line. I know it was crazy, but we held up the line because I needed to like, I had bad service. I needed to load my coupons. Ari's like, Danielle, don't worry. Like we'll use them next time. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. We need to use all of our coupons. (laughs) Um, but it was worth it. I got $50 off. So I agree. You just have to stand there and be confident and get, get your deal. Get your deal, sis. (laughs) I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I know it's, it's like sometimes I'm sweating up there while they're doing a price check or something like that. And so it, it's, it's a process to, to get to that place where you're just like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm saving this money. Also, like you said, if if they ring something up and it's more expensive than you thought and like that's the actual price, there's no price check, like that's how much it is, don't be afraid to say like, oh, that was $10, like never mind, like you can actually put that back. I feel like sometimes, like in the past, maybe I've been nervous, but I've learned to just be confident and be like, oh, you know what, like I didn't realize how much that was, never mind, I don't need that. And you, uh, you don't even have to mention price, you could just say, oh, you know what, I actually don't need that. And, and it's okay to, to speak up for yourself. I love that. I, I remember being at a place where I would rather make a separate trip to take it back than to say I didn't want it. And so I, I love that you're bringing that up right now because it's okay to just say, I don't want that. So I guess lastly, what I really want to talk about a couple more things. One is someone's plan because you did mention that you said to go in with a plan so before someone goes to the store do you would you recommend having like all of their meals for the week planned out like how would you recommend someone heading into the store i would first take inventory of what you have on hand already so you're not buying a whole pantry worth of groceries when you have fantastic bases to begin with and uh, say you have some lentils say you have some frozen broccoli uh, decide what you want to make it doesn't have to be for certain but what can you do with those and then kind of build your list on that and the way i cook is i um usually do some i think you and i have a similar cooking style where we'll do a whole batch of lentils and then use those lentils in multiple meals throughout the week i know that there are people who freezer cook for the month or they label everything and they're super organized that is not me i do a whole batch of lentils a whole batch of quinoa and then i use those up in multiple meals throughout the the work week and i feel like just having a starting point makes me make better choices throughout the week, especially when I was at a job where I, I had an hour and a half long commute each way. Knowing that I had something to start with at home made it so that I didn't make a detour to Chipotle or or eat something that was unhealthy that I didn't want to eat because I was unprepared. And and so to save money and to make healthier life choices, uh, I recommend having at least um, some brown rice and beans or lentils or canned beans available or something that you can whip together at home really quickly. Yeah, because then you could just add like one vegetable on top and you have a complete meal. Like maybe like if you have your rice ready, your lentils ready, what I would do is do like the rice and lentils warmed up in a bowl 
heat up the frozen broccoli that you already had in the freezer and then maybe add like a salad dressing on top and it's like, or hummus or something. And it's like a five minute meal. Mm -hmm. Hummus is something that we go through. Uh, I don't think you all in Florida have a grocery outlet, but there are a lot of different, different stores like grocery outlet that are discount stores. I know that there's like 99 cent only and, uh, and it's, food that's about to expire or they had um, too much of it to sell. So it's now sold at a very discounted price. And at our grocery outlet, we can find giant tubs of hummus for like $1.97 because it's about to expire in a week and we're going to go through that thing in a week. Uh, and, And so it's, it's really nice to find those deals. Be on the lookout keep your peepers peeled when when at the grocery stores for deals like that. And and you said staples earlier, and I think you just made a great point that salad dressings or salsas or hummus should should be in the staples category because it'll really enhance, level up uh, your meal. A hundred percent. And I feel like some people, when they first go vegan, they're like, oh, everything's bland, nothing tastes good. It's like, well... You season your non-vegan food and you also need to season your vegan food. So I agree you need spices. And then I always, I'm I'm a sauce girl. I'm always putting sauces and dressings on everything. Like even if I just make a bowl or like if I have a bowl with like quinoa and tofu and veggies, I'm putting some kind of sauce on it. And actually, I don't know if you've tried them. I'm loving the um, Trader Joe's vegan dressings. They're so good. I haven't tried them. I'll have to be on the lookout. Uh, you you also just sparked another idea of mine about seasoning and how people season their, their tofu and their meats. So I think that tofu was an underrated, um, underappreciated ingredient. And I think a lot of people try it. I know I was similar where it was not prepared in a flavorful way. And when I remember my mom cooking meats, she would marinate them and she would put some seasoning powder, um, like a, a packets uh, that were pre-made on them and the meat would take the flavor of whatever she was seasoning it with. And that's the same as tofu. So if anyone's listening and they're like, oh, I had a bad experience, it's plain, it's bland, blah, uh, please try it again and treat it as you would meat, marinate it, use your favorite um, barbecue sauce or whatever to make it have that flavor that you used to love from meat. Amen to that. And for beans too. I feel like Mm -hmm. beans like so much better with all kinds of seasoning. Lentils are better with different kinds of seasoning, whether it's like more like Mexican spices or like Indian kind of spices like curry. It just, it makes your meal so much more exciting. Um, Can you tell everyone about your multiple cookbooks and um, I guess like describe each one and the ones that you'd recommend to everyone? Because your books are incredible and I think they're a great resource for everyone. Thank you. Well, I have uh, a free plant-based on a budget meal plans on plantbasedonabudget.com and that's how I got my start with with plant-based on a budget. That's where, I, where it all started. Uh, and then I also have them with Michelle at plantbasedmealplan.com and 
that shows people how to use 100% of the groceries that you buy. And at the time before the recent inflation, it was $25, but now I would say it's more like $30 um, for the for the food that you would buy for the weekend. We walk you through it and have a support group and really model and provide guidance to how you can eat practically for, for $30, which is significantly less than what you would, what you would receive if you were having the maximum benefits, um, from of government food assistance, uh, the SNAP program. So that's what that price was based off of to still have a lot of budget left over. And, uh, and then I have plant-based on a budget cookbook. That is my baby. I poured my heart and soul into that one because it was the years and years of passion for doing what I do. And, and then lastly, I have, um, the friendly vegan cookbook with Michelle, which is more about feeding people and sharing food with your loved ones when they may be skeptical about plant-based eating. And so it's more decadent and more centered around holidays and birthdays and other celebrations, barbecues and things like that. So that if you are in that position as the only vegetarian, vegan, plant-based person in your household, your family can can still enjoy um, the, the tastes and textures that they were familiar with. Great. And then... Okay, so can you just on to end this podcast, you recently told me that you were in the Netflix documentary, What the Health, you had a little, little blurb in there. And I had no idea. But you told me that this is like, really what helped make you super popular. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Well, I would say I filmed with them about three years before uh, the documentary came out. And I thought, well, maybe they're not going to do this healthy documentary. And um, it it was called like three years in advance. Yes. It was called like optimal health something at the time. Uh, That was what the project was called. And we filmed and I walked through the grocery store with Kip and um, I showed him how to shop. At that time, it was for $20 for a week's worth of food. And so this must have been about 2014. And then years go by, years. And then I got an email from Kip and he was like, hey, just to let you know, this is going to go up on Netflix on June or July, like 2017. And I was like, okay. And he was like, all right, be ready. And I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) Not knowing what that meant. And then I had my whole life transformed because of a two minute clip with me in it showing how to eat on a budget at, um, we, we shopped at a food, a grocery store called Winco and whew, I, couldn't believe the amount of people who are interested in eating healthy. I think a lot of times it's easy to think about our family members and as people who are plant-based think like, why are you making this lifestyle choice? I'm telling you right now that this is not healthy. Um, but 
I learned in that process, so many people just don't know where to start. So many people have never cooked for themselves. They don't know how to, they can't remember the last time they used their stoves. They don't know if frozen corn is plant-based. Like it's, it's so overwhelming that they don't even know where to take the first step and, or how to take the first step. And it just gave me so much compassion for people who are, and, and there are many hundreds and thousands, maybe millions of people, um, who watched that film and were in that position. And, and I was, I was grateful to be a part of it. I still am. That's so crazy. So crazy, but you're, you're so popular. I I think, you know, aside from being in that documentary, like obviously you have a huge following. People love you. Your tips are incredible. You, you give so many free resources and you really are like the expert in eating plant-based on a budget. So Make sure to follow Tony. Uh, can you tell everyone where to find you on social media? You can find me at Plant Based on a Budget on Instagram and TikTok. And Danielle, I am like I'm like blushing over here because you're so kind to me, and I feel so lucky to be your friend. Danielle is not only an amazing person online, but she offline is, I would say, even nicer. I don't know how that's possible. Even kinder more compassionate. Uh, it's, it's so hard to know when you're seeing people on the internet or hearing their podcasts, what they're really like offline and the way you are, you have been with my family and with hanging out with people you've never met. It is just very telling about the kind of people you and Ari are. And I am appreciative to know you and to call you a friend. Oh my God, Tony, I love this. It's just a love fest. Um, well, likewise, you you are such such a kind person and I feel like you just always have the best intentions. So, so glad you were on the podcast. This was awesome and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you.